You look beautiful. Oh, well, thank you. I actually had time to like doll myself up today. No, you got your hair straight. Yes. Got a little bit of makeup on. Just a little. Got a sexy little like red summer dress on. Well, I mean, it has to be appropriate for the. Got to be appropriate for the ticky talky and for the YouTubes and all that. So here we are, dressed normal. Normal. I had a really nice slutty outfit on earlier. I know. Well, you've been being a whore on Sex Panther. <laughs> I've been having lots of fun on Sex Panther. So, how I many was times did it. you come today? Uh, one, two, two. Two times. It was almost three, but the other guy came before me, so then he was done. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I got to enjoy watching him come. So typical guy, though he nuts and he he bolts. He totally did. <laughs> he was like, "All right, bye." I was like, "Totally could have stayed with, and then I could have came for you." <laughs> I'll tell you, fucking guys. I know. It's a pineapple party. Oh, we got polyamory too. What's that? You want a kink fest? A little BDSM? Well, buckle up, buttercups, because we got that too. It's the Kitchen Sink ENM and Kink Podcast. And welcome back to all of our fucking sexy swingers and kinksters. It is episode number 69. Yes, it is. I was going to say it before you, but you beat me. <laughs> Fucking A, I beat you. <laughs> you like to. Nightly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it is episode 69, and we got a fun-packed show for you today. We do. We are back to being ahead. Thank goodness. Yes. It Feel, feels really good. It does feel good. <laughs> like, I'm like super excited that we are ahead. We'll see how long this lasts, though. Yeah, you know. But... Um, we uh, are definitely looking into things that we're d- going to be doing in the next year in 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, we are definitely going to be at Pod Bash again. Yes. That's in September of 2024. Yes. And I am working on Pedro to be able to get us to go to Exotica next November. Yes. We want to go to Exotica in New Jersey. Yes. So we might be coming home. For no, you know, for the beginning of November, which would be totally real, like awesome because there's so many people that you know want to try to meet with us. So maybe they can just come on out to Exotica, and we can all just have a really awesome fucking time together there. Yeah, um, we're probably going to be at Naughty in New Orleans again. Yes, that is something we were talking about trying to get a hotel for the location we want. Yeah. Um, is hopefully we can figure that one out because it's been a little bit troublesome. Yeah, I'm sure that we'll get it all, all figured out. Um, so those are like the big three yes. that we're looking at. And then, for of course, we'll probably be at Sunny Rest um, in the summer of 2024 again for about a week. Yep. But uh, and then we'll hit up probably uh, TPA, TPA while we're up there. But right now, that's kind of all we have on our plate, mm-hmm. um, especially, you know, with us doing content and stuff. We have to save some time to be able to travel and shoot with people and make content so we got to keep our schedule somewhat open-ish yes but we're going to try to hit the big events you know again this year i think it'll be a great time and we've already got some good things coming as far as getting our you know creations with others um 
I have yeah. one that's so far in the works and I have another one. Um, but it's more of one of those trying to figure out the timing for it right. because of, you know, kids and, you know, just regular restraints and also, you know, trying to get schedules with everybody else together too. Right. So we're working on it. Um, stay tuned for the updated schedule for 2024. I know we got, you we know, got like a month and a half. Yeah. And but, then 2023 is bye-bye, adios. I know it. <laughs> and uh, I'm kind of really bummed this week, though, because it's my birthday week. It is. We were supposed to be in, in the, the middle, middle of, of the, the ocean right now. Yes. You know, we're supposed to be on a Virgin Voyages cruise right now. Yes. But, you know, I had a bunch of health shit pop up. Um, doctors think I might have blood cancer. And so I got a bunch of doctor's appointments and just didn't want to push all that back you know i just want to get it done and over with yeah. so we didn't go on the cruise we lost 2500 bucks yes <laughs> um that sucks but hopefully 2024 will be a great year and i feel like it's gonna be our year and i've never felt that way before ever in my whole entire life <laughs> well yeah i mean so for me to say that i kind of feel like that means something i hope so because we've really been working our ass off on this podcast for the last almost year and a half now yeah you know and it's been slow going you yeah. know as far as building an audience and getting people to you know recognize the brand and all that stuff which is crazy because i mean everyone comes to us and are like oh my god we love your, we show. Love your show it sounds so good we yeah. love what you talk about they love our fun segments <laughs> yeah which which I'm bummed that we have to tone those down. I know. Same as like my whole attire. I'm like, man, I feel like I'm going to work. <laughs> yeah. So, but I'm hoping that in 2024, you know, the podcast will grow. We'll get more listeners. Mm -hmm. um, we'll be able to do more things for the podcast. Yeah. I'd really like to, uh, you know, get more stuff on video, get on different platforms so that, you know, we can keep expanding the show and yeah. what we can offer. But before we can do that, we have to listen to motorcycles drive by. <laughs> and I'm just listening to like rev up and I'm like, oh, and he's still talking. We're just going to keep on talking yeah, right over that is, motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. So the, the bigger the show gets, the more we can add know, to it. Yeah. We can invest in our kitchen sink. Yeah. And making it quieter so that it's not like you're sitting next to a highway. I, I think that even our neighbors would approve of a quieter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, neighbor right now. Well, when you're a screamer like you are. I'm demonic. I'm not just a screamer. Come on now. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the plan for 2024 anyway. Yes. So what do you got for us for our swing segment this week? All right. For swinging, we all have, we all different have, we come from different aspects so we've got straight people we have bi people we have the bi curious that haven't fully gone into let me play mm -hmm. so when it comes to people who are bi or even say bi curious you've never gotten that opportunity to, to play with the same sex how we kind of feel about that for me i mean i'm a bisexual i actually find it more and more enticing to come across a bi male because I feel like it's kind of hot to see them 
participate with another guy and them both being into it. Right. So I have a lot of bi friends. You do. I mean, and a lot of gay friends. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm no stranger to being around, you know, the bi and gay crowd. Yeah. Um, and that was one thing when we started our lifestyle journey, you know, I had told you even before you fully came out as bisexual. Well, that, I was almost in like denial. Yeah. I mean, like you knew you were bi, but you didn't want to admit it. Yeah. It was that whole like being turned down by like your best friend that you're just like, well, maybe no, maybe I'm not actually bi. And, you know, I just, it was a drunk moment. Right. But I had told you back then when we started playing with people that it doesn't bother me if a guy is bi. Yeah. Like, I'm perfectly comfortable, you know, being in a play session with a bi guy. Right. So, like, if me and you had done a male, female, male, and that male happened to be bi, you would have Don't no care. problems with it. Yeah. I mean, as long as he respects, you know. That you are not. My boundaries. Yeah. You know, and... I, I don't care if people ask me in the middle of play, like, you know, if a guy says, hey, can I stroke your cock? Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to say no. I was just going to ask, what would you do? But, you know, it doesn't affect me in any way. Okay. I'm not going to be like, oh my God, what the fuck? <laughs> right. You know? Like you, you know how to handle that situation where like, you're not going to make that guy feel awkward for even asking. Right. And you're not going to make it be where it would end the whole play session. No. He would just be like, all right, cool. Yeah. You know, like I mean, he, I would probably, just continue with what's going on. I would probably honestly tell him, I wouldn't care if you did, but I'm just going to let you know, it's probably going to go limp. <laughs> you know? It, right. And it has nothing to do with the guy. It's just, it's like, it, I'm not bisexual. Right. So I don't have a sexual attraction to men. Right. And I don't have that sexual attraction to, you know, having things done mm -hmm. by men or me doing things to men. Yeah. Like it doesn't cross my brain and be like, you think this is hot. Like, right. Where like for me, you know, looking at two guys playing together, I kind of find that hot. If a guy is, you know, giving another guy a blow job and like being in that position or being forced to do it because I mean, they want to be doing it, but you know, you're the one going, hey, I want you to suck his cock. Right. And now, see, I do have a dilemma in this. And what's that? Which we've talked about because it's so prevalent on X. The trans male to females. Yeah. That look more. Like a woman. Like a woman than you do. Yeah. Yeah. Except there's a dick between their legs. It is a very... Um, that has me conflicted. Yes. Not okay, that's lie. the word. It's conflicted. <laughs> because, like, you'll be checking them out, and you're like, God damn. And then all of a sudden, bam, there's a dick in your face. You're like, wait, what? What? And, like, sometimes the dick is, like, very... Well, most of the time, the dick is actually very nice looking. Depending even with the size. Like, you're still kind of like, okay. But then you go back up, and you're like, there's beautiful tits and this beautiful face. You're like, wait, what am I looking at? There's so much going on yeah. and it's almost like, I'm not going to lie. And I hate saying this word. It's almost like a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> like you just had the two of both worlds. Like yeah. what better thing could you ask for? I mean, so I followed a girl long time ago 
on X. Mm-hmm. And I never really stalked her profile, okay. you know, or her page. I would just see things as they came up, you know, on my feed. Yeah. And admittedly, up until a, a month ago, I was not active on X. No, you were not. Like, I think I was more active on X, and that's sad to say. Yeah, like, X was never my thing. Twitter was never my thing. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of the only place that we can talk about this stuff pretty much freely. Yeah. Even though we still get shadow banned, you know, for posting stuff. and But we can still have conversations, post pictures, videos, blah, blah, blah. So I started doing that more. Mm-hmm. And this woman popped up on my feed, and she had a dick. And I'm like... <laughs> What the fuck? Like, you never noticed it before. Well, no, because I never saw a picture from, like, the waist down. Oh. It was always, like, tits up. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what the fuck? So then I went to her profile, <laughs> and then, you know, I read it, you know, trans. And I'm like, yeah. okay. But, I mean, super pretty. Yeah. Like, model, pretty face, you know, great tits. You know, I mean, obviously, they're fake, but great so, looking tits. Right. And a very nice face feminine body yeah i will say a lot of the trans men um they've got curves that i don't know if it's picture angles or if they're taking the estrogen that's starting to make them fluffier in ways that makes them look curvy because obviously they're born a male Mm. your pelvis is what it is like it's not going to look like a woman's it's like 98 degrees is the, the opening where a woman's is 122. Yeah. You know. But they're somehow getting these curves and they're, they look, their skin looks so soft. And I'm like, how, what do you do that I'm not doing and I'm a freaking woman? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like that part conflicts me. Yes. It's very conflicting. Because, you know, like I see some of these women and I'm like, especially the ones that have like small dicks, like tiny dicks. Yes. I'm like, eh, it's kind of like a big clit. It is. It totally is. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, I would probably put it in their ass. I don't and know. There's one that I follow, and this is just my thinking, and I could be completely wrong. And if they happen to ever listen to our podcast, please do correct me. But if they're taking estrogen, because it doesn't look like a full boob job had been done, but the balls were very small. Yes. So that makes me feel like estrogen is being taken because that would stop your testosterone production. And then you will have the atrophy of the testicles. Yes. You definitely see that. Like it it, it won't shrink your dick, but it will make your balls very small, which, you know, I had that when I started taking testosterone. Mm -hmm, Because it stopped your natural body's production of the testosterone. Like I saw a picture today, actually, that reminded me of how my ball sack looked before I started taking the HCG. Oh. You know, it was like basically just skin. There was no balls in the sack is yeah. what it looked like. Yeah. But then it was, you know, a seven-inch dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. So the dick was fine, yeah. but the balls were gone pretty much. Right. And that was one of those moments for me where I'm like, Phew, I'm glad I got back on HCG. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I need my boss sack back. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think for me, when it comes to like a male to female trans gender, mm-hmm. it would probably come down to the dick size for me. <laughs> like, so like if it was clit size, 
Cause we well, know, I mean, like small, like two, three inches. Like if it's one yeah. of those, you know, like kind of like a micro, right? I could definitely probably look past it. Okay. You know, um, but if their dick is as big as mine or bigger, that's probably a no. <laughs> so now that this is making my mind just go now because this is conversation that we've never really discussed. But as far as you would let it go if they were only like you know two three inches Mm -hmm. so are you saying you would like them to give you head and you would basically base treat them like a woman yeah i would treat them like a woman i mean and and you would fuck them in the ass yeah all right i mean have you seen some of their asses uh they're beautiful yeah (laughs) like they make me because you know I, i have my no penis i am wanting to put that in their ass yeah. Like, let me do that for you. Yeah, I mean, and just let your some your of them are absolutely circles. beautiful. I mean, if they're super feminine, mm-hmm. you know, if if they are everything that I would expect from a woman, you know, a biological woman, mm-hmm. but they happen to have a little dick, yeah, I could probably look past that. I mean, you would definitely have the dick on them. That's for damn sure. Yeah, but I mean. <laughs> If it's somebody with a dick my size or bigger, it's not going to do anything. Really. Then I'm going to be like, eh. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. So, you know, and and I told you when we talked about this a couple nights ago, mm-hmm. when we were showing each other some of these women <laughs> yeah. on X, um, I'm like, man, like, what does that say about my sexuality? Yeah. You know, because like, because that kind of puts it into question as you know, what is the the determining factor right. that what alters makes, what you what are makes now. Me attracted to somebody or something. Yeah. You know, because obviously if I'm attracted to somebody who has a biological dick. Yeah. I mean, yes, they're presenting as a female. Right. But I know they're they're a guy. Right. Like that's science. Right. <laughs> that's science. So like what does that say about my sexuality? Because like I know me looking at like a like an alpha ish male mm-hmm. right does nothing for me like yeah. sexually yeah you know i see somebody that's either going to be a friend of mine an ally mm-hmm. or someone i may potentially have to be in a fight with right like, right yeah i don't look at them as like oh that's so hot i want them to suck my dick or yeah. i want to suck their dick or you know yeah that never goes through my head but now like i will say our friend Brian, mm-hmm. he is bisexual. Mm-hmm. I think he's a very handsome man. He is. I think he has an amazing body. You know, like I wish my body looked like his. Yes. He definitely worked hard for that. Um, but like, aside from the cerebral connection, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't have a physical attraction right. to him. Right. Where... You know, if the if the circumstance ever came up where you and him and I had a male, female, male, mm-hmm. and he asked me, like, hey, can I suck your dick? I'd be like, honestly, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> because I have that cerebral connection with him. Right. Like, you're kind of uh, in a weird position. Yeah, and like, like, like I don't really know how to answer that. And I love 
joking around and teasing him, uh-huh. you know, because he's bi. Right. And like, I always, you know, make jokes about, you know, one day I'll be your type, Brian, you know, you totally do. <laughs> but to be honest, I don't even know if you are his type. I, I'm not his type. I but, didn't think you were, but I, I'm just saying if that were to ever happen, like, I don't honestly know what I would do. Yeah. Because I have the mental connection. Right. You know, that I would normally have with a play partner. Right. Because we're on that same level in the same space. Yeah. It's not like we became friends outside the lifestyle. Right. We became friends because of the lifestyle. Right. So you have something that you share together. Right. And we share a lot of things together. You do. So You guys are literally like twins. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know how that would go down. And I don't know how my body would react. Right. Yeah. But you like, you don't know if you would actually enjoy it or not, you know, and like, I'd be lying just like any other guy would be lying. If he said that he's never thought about getting head from another guy. So I find that, you know, interesting that you say that because when it comes to being in this lifestyle, these are all things that, you now get to experience and Mm -hmm. get put in you without directly putting yourself in that position. Things like this can occur where, you know, you never really would have thought you would do something with a guy. Right. And you would never have that opportunity either anywhere else, unless you already knew you were into guys or not. Right. And see, like for me, it's never been an urge that I wanted to act on. Yeah. I mean, of course, I've thought about, like, what would it be like to have, like, a blowjob from a guy? Because, obviously, guys know what guys like. But that would be the same thing as girls going down another girl. Like, we know how to get you there. Don't you worry, boo. Like, we we got you. So, that's why a guy would think about that. Because, like, no girl is going to jerk a guy off the way he can jerk himself off. Right. Like, us guys, we can make ourselves come, most of us in 30 seconds if we really wanted to. And that's the same thing with us girls. Like I legit, if I want to get myself off, I can do it in less than two minutes. All right. So, I mean, I've thought about it, mm-hmm. but I never really thought about like, well, what type of guy would it be? Like I never went that far. Right. It, it was, was just the, the act of it in itself. Right. So for me, if I was in a placing, mm-hmm. you know, say you, another by guy and me, and if, if the vibe was right, like if I really got along with the guy and, you know, I thought he was a handsome guy or whatever, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I could ever get myself to be like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. But what if you had encouragement? Well, we'll see. I, I think a big fear for myself and anybody else who may be contemplating that scenario, mm-hmm. if you've always identified as straight and have never really had any, you know, bisexual or homosexual thoughts. Mm -hmm. You don't want to hurt somebody else's feelings or kill the vibe of the play scene. If it doesn't do anything for you. And like, if you go soft or whatever. All right. So let me ask you this. Given a scenario like that, where you having those thoughts of you don't want to kill the vibe, but you also don't know what would happen Besides the thinking of, you know, obviously I could go soft. This could look bad and, you know, kill the whole mood of things. You don't really know until you try. 
Right. But I feel like if that scenario were to ever occur, it would have to be with, you know, somebody that understood what was happening. Right. Someone who basically knew you, knew where you were coming from, background as far as being straight your whole life and being super confident in themselves to know that it's not them. Right. If it were to not go the way they're all thinking it's going to go. Right. Because or hoping it goes. Because I would never want to like put someone in a position where they feel shitty about themselves. Right. Yeah. You know? And the same thing for a woman. Like if a woman is terrible at giving head mm-hmm. and she says, Hey, I'm terrible at giving head. I'm not going to make her give me head. You know, that kind of <laughs> makes me wonder if like, say the women who are quote unquote by curious, they don't act on it. I wonder, are they not acting on it? Not because they haven't found the woman they actually want to play with, or had they not acted on it because they're afraid that they won't be good. I think it's a mixture of, they don't know what they're doing. You know, like the same way if, you know, I was curious about sucking a dick. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I've never done it. <laughs> just just uh, the strap on. I mean, you've choked me with a strap on, but I don't consider that sucking a dick. It's not. <laughs> so, I mean, if if I were bi-curious and I wanted to suck a dick, yeah, I'd be scared to death because I know I'm going to suck at it. Right. Right. I've never fucking done it a day in my life. I, you know, I don't even like sucking on lollipops. <laughs> I don't fucking, you gag on a freaking toothbrush. I mean, I bite lollipops and just chew them up. <laughs> I don't suck on them. All right. So say the person who decided they're going to shoot their shot with you, even though they find you find out that you are straight and you decide, hey, you know what? Let's try this. But I've never done it. What if they walk you through it? Well, I think for it to ever even be a possibility for me. Mm-hmm. Now, this is going out on a limb. <laughs> Far <laughs> limb. We're on the very edge of this tree branch. Like, it would definitely be in a male-female-male scenario okay. with you. Okay. Because I would want you there for encouragement. Oh, I would definitely encourage. You know, because I feel like... And I feel like I'd be your support partner for it. Well, and the biggest thing for me would be if I see that you're turned on and you're excited about it, it would keep you turned on. It would help keep me turned on to at least start to enjoy it. If I enjoyed it. Okay. Because that makes sense. Because without you there, I can almost guarantee it's like, not going to continue. Yeah. Like the second a guy's mouth hits my dick, it's probably going to go soft. Yeah. You know, and it's probably because it's my own in my own head. Right. You know, and cause like you don't have, that woman to look at as well as well, and to have encouraged the, right, have that the encouragement. she's like, this is so fucking hot. Like, Oh my God. Like, is he sucking your dick really, really good? You know? Right. And I feel like it would definitely have to be in a scenario. Like you mentioned on the last podcast where you were being the dominant type. Right. It's like I was making it happen. Right. Because if I was, you know, the dominant, like normal, mm-hmm. It's not something I would ever be like, huh, he's going to suck my dick and you're going to watch. Like, that would never happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Where no, mine if, would be more on the lines of like, 
you're going to suck his cock because this is what a real cock looks like. And it would be kind of one of those things or one of those where I'd be like, you're going to suck his cock because I needed to get nice and wet. So that way I can ride it. And then you're going to eat my pussy or, you know, I'll switch and you can fuck me from behind or something. Yeah. Like I would definitely need something like that to stay aroused. So like, um, basically you would almost have to let go of control for it to occur but you need someone else to take the reins. Yeah. And and that's not even to say that I would fully enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. That's just to get me through the scene. Yeah. Like. Because I think you would feel very conflicted if you enjoyed it or not. Yeah. I mean, because like I said, like I've never looked at a guy ever in my life yeah. and been like, yeah, I could do something sexual with him. Right. The only time that you've felt like we just discussed would was be with the with trans, a trans yeah. who was so, so feminine, feminine right. that you couldn't tell right. that and it actually was a guy at one point. Right. And I have a friend that was completely the opposite. You know, he thought he was bi. He tried messing around with a female or a male to female trans mm-hmm. and didn't do anything for him oh. because, because it was actually partly a woman. She, she was too feminine. <laughs> Oh, so really it was more like he actually needed the guy another part. guy yeah. who was bi and right. confident right. in being bi. Right. Like he wanted a a guy's guy. Yeah. Okay. Where for me, if a transsexual is super feminine and super pretty mm-hmm. and happens to have, you know, a dick and it's smaller than mine, then I could probably definitely play with them. Yeah. And not because in my head I'm not thinking it's a guy. Right. I'm thinking that's a really hot girl that has a dick. Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, because the hotness factor outweighs the little dick factor. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And especially if like, they're not expecting me to really do anything with the dick. Right. It's just there for decoration. And if you hit it, oh, well. Yeah. I mean, because like I said, I can play with bi guys. Our dicks can touch and rub and I don't give a fuck. Right. You know, because, like, when you're doing DP and stuff. Like, it's going to inevitably happen. if you do DVP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you're right up against that other cock. And yeah, you're you'd... rubbing on their dick. Yeah. Like, it's not even the vagina that is giving you pleasure. It's the other guy's dick. Well, I mean, one side of the vagina is giving you pleasure. Well, I mean, not or, really. Well, you, I guess it depends. You don't really have much sensation on the top of your dick. No, it's the bottom. It's the bottom. Right, you know. and... <laughs> Yeah, so you're so really just riding on that cock. <laughs> your dick, your dick on dick, <laughs> dick on dick. You know that doesn't bother me, right? But I can't get myself to think I would, you know, fuck a dude mm-hmm. or suck a dude's dick mm-hmm. or have them suck my dick or yeah. fuck me. You know, like it, my brain doesn't go there. Yeah. So for me, I feel like it would definitely be in that like scenario of you being dominant and you kind of directing what's going to happen and I don't have a choice. Right. You know, and the other person would have to understand that, you know, I may or may not reciprocate or even let that happen depending on how things were going. Well, no, like if I don't have a choice, something's going to happen. Right. But what I'm saying is I may or may not enjoy it. Like I may go soft. Like I can't guarantee to be okay with that potentially occurring. Right. They have to be okay with that. Yeah. And not get upset, you know, that. Like, you know, they weren't turning I'm, you on. Exactly. Or, yeah. So, I mean, 
like I'm very comfortable with my sexuality. You are, you know, so like, I'm not afraid. Like if I was bi curious, mm-hmm. I would have no problem saying, yeah, I, I want to try it out. Yeah. I just don't have that desire. Mm-hmm. But what I do want is I want to make you happy. You know, so like if we are in that scenario and you make that happen, like I'm not going to be pissed and be like, oh, what the fuck, bitch? Yeah. You know, because we've been doing this a long fucking time. We're running out of things that (laughs) we can do. At this point, (laughs) I feel like whatever we have not tried yet, it's like, well, game fucking on. Like, because what else do we have? Right. I mean, I'm turning 40 in two days. Yeah. So like I'm. I'm down to experiment with whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just on my own. I would probably never do it. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't hit up some, some buyer or gay guy and be like, Hey, <laughs> how about you come suck my dick? No, you definitely would not do that. But in a play scenario, I don't know. I mean, it, it really would all depend on the situation, the people, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I really feel like you can, you know, get that chance to explore all these different things when you're in the lifestyle. And what's interesting is the longer you're in it, the more you find out about yourself. Well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you take this seriously Mm -hmm. and you're in it to grow as a person and a couple, yeah, you know, you are going to find out things about yourself that you never knew. Yeah. And I think that's a great thing. It is. So, like, I don't want to limit myself to, you know, be put in a box. Like, this is the only way I am. Mm-hmm. And for some people, they do that to themselves because, you know, especially for bi men, it's not super acceptable yet mainstream. It's not. I, I feel like it's getting there. Slowly, um, yeah. It's very slow. Um, but I feel like there's more and more people that when you all get together – you're going to see, or maybe not see, but you're going to find out who you may not have realized happened to be by start showing or being comfortable enough in themselves and comfortable in their surroundings to be able to put that out. Whereas before it was locked behind the door, threw away the key. You ain't talking yeah. about it. I mean, hell, two of my closest lifestyle friends now are bisexual. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. And one of them makes it very known that they want to do naughty things with my dick, (laughs) you know, but eventually this space will get to a point where bi men are just as accepted as as the bi women, bi women. Yeah. It's going to take a while yet, Mm -hmm. but the more men that come out and are comfortable saying, yeah, I'll suck a dick. Yeah. You know, or I'll fucking ass like the more you're going to see it happening at parties and events and stuff like that. Yeah. Because, you know, at any given event, there's probably dozens of mm-hmm. bi men. Oh, and yeah. And you have no idea. Oh, yeah. They're there. They are, like we, we spoke about it before, they are the dragons. They're, they're there. Well, and like you have to remember too, people age out of the lifestyle every day. Right. And the younger generation that's coming up, you know, the 20 somethings, early thirties, mm-hmm. the ones who are more open, the more don't give a shit. Right. Are the, the ones the, that are the going ones to who show grew it. up where sexuality was okay. Yes. You know, yes, they could be bi, they could be gay and it didn't really affect them the way it did people 20 years before them. Right. So 
the more of those people that come through the ranks, mm-hmm. the more the more acceptable it's going to be. It. Yeah. So in 10, 15 more years, mm-hmm. I think it'll be pretty much just as normal to see by men as it will be by women. I agree. I feel like that time frame is about where things would be going off of the younger generation that will start coming into the swing lifestyle. Yeah. And like, I will say, uh, I have no tolerance for people that talk shit about by men, mm-hmm. you know, being in the lifestyle. I have no tolerance for people that, you know, give them a hard time about, you know, like if it's couple for couple and they yeah. find out, Oh, well that guy's by, we can't play with them. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Just because he's by doesn't mean he wants to fuck you. Yeah. I mean, if you are that homophobic, mm-hmm. you don't belong anywhere near the lifestyle. Not and I don't care. All. You can hate me. You can talk shit about me. Fuck you. <laughs> well said. So, well said, babe. On that grand <laughs> note, let's go ahead and get into polyamory. Well, speaking of fucking, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we don't have this scenario anymore because you're fixed and so am I. Mm-hmm. But this used to be on my brain because at one point we were dating and we were with women who weren't and I was not fixed at the time. But what if you're in a situation where, you know, you're in a polydynamic and one the one female gets pregnant and you know, there's two ways to this. So in one scenario, you've got two females, one gets pregnant, but the other one doesn't or can't. How do we handle a situation like that? Because there's a lot of feelings and a lot of emotions, I'll say, not just feelings, but emotions that kind of go into, you know, you're trying to get pregnant or maybe you weren't trying to and one of you gets it, but the other one doesn't, you know, and then you don't want the animosity between each other. Well, I'm going to give my take on this because it's going to be different than yours. Yes. Um, if I'm dating two women that can have babies and, you know, say the one woman was my partner before the other came in, mm-hmm. um, I would have a very serious conversation once we started all dating very seriously. You know, so like if we've all been together for a year or two, mm-hmm. And we know, hey, like, we're sticking this out for a long time. Yeah. And I know both women want a baby. Mm-hmm. Then I would want to sit down with both of them and have that conversation of, you know, like, I'm okay with fathering a child with each of them. Okay. You know, and if one ends up not being able to be pregnant, Mm-hmm. you know, for health reasons or whatever, then <clears throat> I feel like a con- another conversation can be had as to whether or not, like, we want to adopt. Right. You know, or have another child with the woman who can, you know, so that there's still more children. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a, you know, it puts a lot on the woman who can't have a child to kind of rise up into that like i know i can't physically have a child but this is my child yeah i kind of like a step parent would yeah so i I uh, part of me agrees with that 
but where I would struggle is say I, I was in that position where I could not have the child. Like I would be happy for our other partner who was able to, but if it came down to, okay, we want one more and I knew there was nothing I could do to be able to carry it myself. I think what I would want to do if possible, and I know this would be kind of a far stretch because it's costly is to have her be the surrogate and use one of my eggs if they were viable. Okay. So I agree with that. Like, I I think that would be a fair thing to ask in that dynamic, mm-hmm. you know? Cause then like I would still have then a child that would had genetics of me right. to share with you. Right. And then she would still be a part of obviously that child the, and, because it's our family. Right. And I would do the same with the one who was between you two. Right. And now would you do the same if it was the other way around? If I could safely carry with no complications. Well, I mean, you can't guarantee. Well, that. yeah, I mean, yeah, I would, I would do without no complications. Yes, I would, I would do that for them. Okay. So now like in our case, we already had a child when we started dating, mm-hmm. you know, these women and we had this conversation mm-hmm. now <laughs> about getting another woman pregnant. Yes. But now I feel like you were saying that because we were so early into the relationship. Like you were very like, don't get another girl pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if the relationship would have been longer term, that that comfortability of sharing that with them would have been more wanted right. on my end and because I, feel that I felt too. like that person was there more permanently. Right. And I believe I even told you that. Like, if we're together for a long time mm-hmm. and they want a baby with me too. Yeah. Like, I think it's fair. Mm-hmm. Like, you got a baby. If they're with me for two, three years too mm-hmm. and they want a baby they should be able to have a baby with me. Yeah. Um, so at the time you weren't really on board with that because we had only been together, you know, six to eight months. Mm -hmm. And I understand that, but eventually if that were the case, I think you would have came around to feel like you do now Yeah. where it is only fair. You know, if they're a major part of my life, just like you are Mm -hmm. and they're a part of your life as well. Yeah you know, then they would technically have half siblings, you know, the kids, they would be half brother, half sister, whatever. Mm -hmm. And that would just add to our family. It would. Yeah. So I would definitely, you know, have children with multiple partners in that scenario. If it was a very long-term committed Mm -hmm. relationship, I'm not going to go have kids with someone that I don't have that you know, like if I don't live with you, I'm not having a child with you. Right. Right. It would be <laughs> if we all were in the same household. Yeah. Now the flip side, when this wouldn't be a situation really that for us, we would not be in, but if there was say a polyamorous relationship with two males mm-hmm. in that essence, you know, you don't know who the father is. So technically, yes, it would be nice to not know, and just kind of, you know, go about every year seeing what that child grows up to look like. Yeah. I mean, like you would eventually know within a, probably in a year or two. <laughs> yeah. 
But I feel like there is a legality with it as well. Absolutely. Because, you know, there is the documentation. You can't have two parents' names written on there. Right. It has to be one. It's one father. So, in my opinion, for thruples that are two males and a female, mm-hmm. I feel like DNA testing should be done right away. Establish who the father is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're the one that goes on the birth certificate. They have the legal right to the child. Yeah. You know, because if the thruple breaks up. they and, who, Someone has to pay the child support. Right. And they're going to do the paternity test. Anyway, to find out who it was. And then one person's going to be devastated. Yeah. So you, so might, you might as well just like nip it in the bud to begin with. Right. Just find out who the father is. And then that other guy needs to step up and be that stepfather type. Yeah. You know, like I grew up with a stepfather mm-hmm. and, you know, me and him were way closer than me and my biological father. Yeah. Because, you know, he stepped up and he was there for you so, during that growing up time. Like, I don't feel like there should be much of a difference. Mm-hmm. Now, mentally, though, like, I like I, I will say this. If I was in a situation where that, where, like, you had another boyfriend mm-hmm. and you wanted to get pregnant, mm-hmm. I feel like I would probably have to, especially if I was the original boyfriend. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, if, if I was there for five years... Yeah. And another guy comes along and you're with him for two years mm-hmm. and you're like, I want a baby. I would probably make it known that if anyone's having a baby with you, like right now, it's me. I would feel like, I, and I hate to say this because it sounds terrible, but I almost feel like seniority would have to take precedence in that because you were there first and it's, that sounds so bad. But it literally is legit a race of the sperm. So, like, if you were in the relationship to begin with from the very get-go, and now I'm deciding years later I want to have a child, and yes, I've been in relationship for years with both of you, one of you, yes, would be the one that I feel would have to be the first. Yeah, and I mean, and it kind of sucks for us guys because, like... It's not like we have... Not every woman has two vaginas. (laughs) That means that... The guy who's not going to be the father yeah. is going to have to wear protection every time they have sex with you. Yeah, like no until what. you get pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even after that, like until you're in like your second trimester, because we know somebody that had two babies back to back. Oh, yes. Yes. Not at the same time. Yeah. I mean, technically it would be a twofer then. <laughs> yeah, but that would be a whole lot of like what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so that sucks for them. Yeah. And like, it would suck for me if I was that other guy, but I feel like if the first partner came into the relationship saying, Hey, I want a child someday. Mm -hmm. And then a second guy comes in and says, Hey, I want a child someday. The first guy should be able to try first. Yeah, I feel I feel like that as I know it it does sound bad because you want to be equal when you come when you're in a polyamorous relationship you want everybody to feel equal and have a say, but in that in that type of situation I feel like you have to play it that way because you have to be fair. Well, yeah, because I mean, like in, in our in our case, 
one was all you were going to have. Yeah. You know, you had way too many complications mm -hmm. after the first one. So if you had gotten pregnant by another guy, I, yeah. And then couldn't have any more. And I was the one who came into the yeah. original relationship saying, yeah. I want a child that would devastate me. And I would probably end up leaving you. And I would <laughs> probably feel just as devastated because it's not like I didn't want to have one with you. And I wanted that opportunity to also have one with you. And then I would be in this like turmoil of, you know, I don't resent this child because I wanted this child with this other person too, but I really now lost that opportunity to have it with you. And that is a different kind of loss that, you know, for you, you would leave. Right. And then I'd have to deal with never having a child with you and then you walking out as well. Yeah. And I mean, like I would feel terrible for doing that, but like, like I chose you to be with, when we first got together yeah because i knew i wanted to have a child with you like and i told you that yeah like i knew within a couple of weeks <laughs> of us dating that we were going to have a kid together yeah <clears throat> so if it happened to where another guy got to have a kid with you and i couldn't yeah you know i would feel like i, I would never be able to look at that guy and that kid with love in my heart. No, no. You would have a lot of resentment. <laughs> so the best thing for me to do would be to walk away. Yeah. So that's where like the two guys thing is very tricky. Yeah. It's a lot easier with the women. And there's a lot of things that the women can do to support each other. And the men, not so much. Yeah. I mean, it's whoever gets there first, basically. Yeah. Le <laughs> legit. That's the race. Yeah. And, you know, no matter how you look at it, mm -hmm. it's a shitty situation for one of the guys. It is. Yeah. You know, now, is there people out there that would just be like, oh, it's whoever's then. Yeah. Of course, there's people like that. Right. But not everyone will feel that way. And right. For me personally, I don't want to go about it that way. Right. Like, I want to know, like, if I'm trying to get somebody pregnant. You want to know that you're the one who actually fathered that child. Right. Like, I don't want to guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, it could be, you know, it's like that Spider-Man meme. You, you, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't want to go through that. So, I don't blame you. Now, if I wasn't looking to have a child, mm -hmm. I wouldn't care. Right. Like, if it was something like, oh, if it happens, it happens, then I wouldn't give a shit. Mm -hmm. He gets you pregnant first, whatever. Yeah. You can't get pregnant again. Oh, well. Yeah. You know, yeah. but, but the fact that you wanted to have one and you wanted to have one with me specifically right. is what makes right, because that I went 15 years not having a child on purpose yeah. with, with my ex-wife. <laughs> so when I met you, I was like, yes, I want you to be my child's mother, you know? So and I appreciate it, that. If that so couldn't happen, I would definitely be upset. So that's my take on having kids and polyamorous relationship All right. and, and i know we we mainly cover just like throuples but i think that's where it really is important yeah you know like i'm sure other people you know have v's and mm -hmm. just big old polypods yeah but i personally wouldn't have kids in that situation there's a lot going on in that. yeah like for me personally i wouldn't get involved with kids that way yeah i would have to live with the people <laughs> <laughs> yes so, all right. So 
we are going to do the BDSM segment, which is also kind of going to be the fun segment this week because it's going to involve some fantasy stuff. Yeah. So um, I guess it would be like our fantasy segment along with BDSM. Yes. So, and we got like 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we wanted to kind of elaborate into kind of, you know, a take on our BDSM lifestyle and how, you know, I'm a slave to you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we haven't done a whole lot because lately it's been, you know, the switch up where I have been in that dominant role right. and I haven't had that slave role in a long time. Um, well, I won't say a long time, but it feels like a long time. Yeah. So lately I've been kind of feeling about this whole how you call it a communal property. Yes. So basically I am owned by you Mm -hmm. and you would basically exploit me out to others (laughs) and be used for whatever purpose that you say is going to be fit for a given amount of people and scene of whatever you put together. Yeah. Cause I mean, with you starting to do content again and like, obviously you know, you have to work with other content creators and stuff Mm -hmm. now. Um, It's kind of forcing you to, you know, work with other men. Yes. Where in the swing lifestyle, you're super picky. I am. You know, and like, it's not like you're not being picky with content creators, but you kind of don't have a choice. Like you have to work with them to make money. Yeah. So um, this is kind of, you know, brought on this fantasy. It has. Of, you know, because you're owned by me, mm-hmm. you think it's hot where, you know, I share you with other men and yeah. you want it to be like in a certain fantasy scenario where, you know, say I bring a bunch of my friends over to the house and I have you, you know, in, in a, a blindfold where you are going to be basically a sex toy for everybody. Yeah. You know, and I let the gentleman know, you know, what the rules are mm-hmm. and all that beforehand. Mm-hmm. And they can pretty much do whatever they want with you within those guidelines. Yeah. And you have no say, you know, so if somebody, you know, leads you over to the couch and puts you between their knees and, you know, tells you to suck their cock, then that's what you do. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and if at the same time somebody else comes up from behind you and starts fucking your ass, well, guess what? You're getting your your ass fucked while you're sucking somebody else's cock. But you have no idea who it is. No. So. <clears throat> so it's very, like, humiliating for me because even though, like, I may know some of the people being blindfolded heightens that I don't know actually who physically is in the room or how many are in the room. Right. It could be three people or it could be 20. Right. And I, when we were talking at our last episode about it, you know, I would, my, my senses would be heightened because like I can't see. So I'm going to be listening for different sounds, feeling the foot, movement on the floor 
and, you know, trying to, you know, decipher all of the voices because I'm sure nobody's going to be quiet when this is happening. So there's going to be a lot going on. And again, I'm just going to be feeling like I'm being tossed around like your little sex toy for everybody to share. And I mean, one, it sounds really hot, but it's still humiliating at the same time. But then also you're sharing me and all of the things that you've taught me. And like, you're like, this is my prized possession and you all get a little taste of it. And that's kind of hot too. Yeah. And I mean, like, I feel like starting out with that, like the blindfold thing, you know, would be good for you mm-hmm. because you do get very shy. I do. And <laughs> and this, I would have no choice, but just be there. Right. Like you just do what you instinctively know to do. Right. You know, like if there's Which a cock in your what mouth, you taught me to do, you are going to go to town. Yes. You know, it's not going to be a, oh, I don't know. Right. I'm not going to like stare at him. Like, I'm not sure it's going to be, well, there's a cock hitting me in the mouth. Open my mouth. Right. You know, so like, I feel like that blindfold aspect, you know, would be good as well as the, fir- if, if that were to ever happen, like mm-hmm. the first time I would probably have you like restrained somehow with all of your openings accessible. So almost like basically you would have me on like a horse. Yeah. Like you would straddled. Yeah. Like you would be basically on display mm-hmm. blindfolded. Ooh, this totally sounds like that book I read. (laughs) Strapped down so Uh that you can't move. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the men could literally do whatever they wanted within the guidelines that I gave them. Okay. You know, and I feel like I would probably start off small, you know. Okay. Like the first time it would just be like oral stuff and, you know, fingering and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, just that thought of like, because you're being blindfolded, you don't know people's hands. Everybody feels different. Right. Just them playing with my pussy would be like, oh my God, what the fuck is going on? And I think if I were to ever make this happen, like if I could make it happen, I would probably bring in like six or seven of my friends. Oh boy. Like the first time, but I would only let two of them touch you at one time. I mean, technically that's four hands that could be anywhere. So that could be enough in itself. So- But then when like the scene is over, Mm -hmm. I would have them all be doing something to you. Like whether it's just touching you or, you know, have one guy or two guys put their fingers in your, in in your pussy and in your ass. And, you know, just kind of like, so that you're completely overwhelmed by touch. Yeah. You know, and of course somebody would probably have their cock in their, in in your mouth. Uh huh. Um, and guys could have their cock in your hands, you know. Okay. So you'd be like, how many fucking guys are here? Right, you yeah. Because like <laughs> my, mind, my mind is already racing. Like, what am I, what could I possibly, because like people could be rubbing on my feet and I'd be like, what? And again, like I said, if you only had two people, technically there's four hands that could be somewhere on my body. Yeah, and then like I would build on that. Okay. You know, so like it would probably happen like the first time like at home. Okay. You know, and then the subsequent times would be like at events oh. where I could grab more and more people. Oh God. Okay. You know, to where like finally, like to break the, the blindfold era, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would probably c- kind of make it like a big gang bang. Oh, okay. Where there could be 
20 guys that are just going to use every hole of yours. Oh, goodness. <laughs> and, you know, they can come wherever they want. So you could be completely filled front and back and all over. That would definitely be the position of a slave for sure. Yep. So then after that, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like you would be very comfortable to do it without a blindfold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I probably could do it without a blindfold at that point. And, you know, then from there on out, it would just be like one of those things where anytime we're out, you know, if I have a friend with me or something, I would just tell you like, go do this or go do that for him. Okay. You know, like say we're at a bar and he struck out with, you know, some chick and you want me to make up his night. (laughs) I would be like, take him out to the car and you know, uh, just fuck him in the back seat. <laughs> okay. You know, and I would do that just randomly, you know. Definitely putting me on the spot. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, to, to really bring the humiliation factor up, um, I would probably do it at events too. Like someone that you haven't even talked to. Oh. I would just be like, I would call them over and be like, she's going to go fuck you now. Yeah, that would do it. That would be humiliating right there. Yeah. So like like I could definitely get into that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But it definitely would uh be determined by how excited you got by it. Okay. And what you got out of it. Right. And you know, obviously how I'm feeling in the moment cuz sometimes I don't want to share you. Yeah. You know. And just like, I want her all to myself and I want my dirty fucking whore other times, you know, I want to share with my friends, Mm -hmm. you know, so that they can experience how amazing you are. Oh, so that's my side of it. (laughs) What about you? Well, since we're pretty much out of time, my side of it would be a scenario where I would bring in my closest girlfriends and we would basically just use you kind of like you were being used when you were in your cheerleading days. So except you would be blindfolded just because obviously you've been in that scene before. So you know what to expect because you've literally seen it. So I want you to be blindfolded and tied down to a chair and us girls would just take turns you know, stroking your cock and playing with your balls and fingering your ass. And then we would, you know, take turns sucking on your cock and someone would like, depending on how we could have you sit, someone would be able to like be on your face. So that way you could just be, you know, tasting all these different pussies and not really knowing for sure if we're all the same, because maybe we'll just like use some stuff from one of our friends that makes you taste really really good and we're all gonna have like different tastes (laughs) but you would not know who tasted like what right so then you know after of course we're giving you head then you know someone will take turns one by one fucking you until you come and then we will get you all worked up again and edge you and then 
again, make you come again. And so, you know, you tell us you can't come anymore. And then what we'll do is we'll be all in a lineup and you'll have to figure out who is who by like the scent. So like, we'll take your blindfold off and then we would ask you, so who was tasting like breakfast and who is tasting like blueberries or, you know, peaches and, you know, just kind of see if you could kind of figure out who it might've been. And then you would know, oh my God, that was her who was on my face. Got you. Okay. I feel like that would be fun. I think it would be fun. And it was, you know, it wouldn't be humiliating for you, but we would just use you as a sex toy. Okay. You'd probably have to feed me like a Cialis or something. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. Or and like we will hydrate tri- you in between with like, obviously our gushes probably won't be enough. So we'll hydrate you with actual like liquids. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that would definitely be fun. I mean, I feel like the game would be fun to know who is who. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty good at that. Like I'm good at but are feeling you, something without seeing it. But would then, you be good on this, the taste of it though? Because it's not going to taste like a pussy. It's going to taste like something delicious that you've had before. Yeah. But see, I will be able to tell from eating the pussy uh, what the pussy looked like. Oh, oh, okay. Even. Okay. Now I kind of feel like we got to try this out. Cause if you think you're that good. <laughs> to know i, I mean, mean unless all of your vaginas look identical which that's really hard i will almost guaranteed be able to finally see the vagina yeah on each woman uh-huh. and know who is who mm. okay i think i could do that or would you want the the shock of you know the person you'll smell them and then take the blindfold off. You can see who it is. Put the blindfold back on. You smell the next one and do the same thing so that you go, oh, okay, this was who I was looking. I mean, I think it would be more fun to have them like ride my face and then as they're riding my face, take the blindfold off. Oh, we could do that. Because, you know, like sometimes you're really into eating pussy. And you're not paying attention to anything else. Well, like you're really into it with somebody and like you think that it would be a certain type of person. Oh. And then if it's not that type of person you had in your head, you're like, okay, oh, yeah. you know, it's kind of a mind fuck. You're like, right. oh, wow. All right. I kind of like that idea. So after we make you come like two to four times, depending on how hydrated we can keep you, we will have each woman come on again on your face. And then after they're done coming. Okay. Now. Now question, where am I coming when I do come? (laughs) Wherever. Because it'll be either on you or it'll be us swallowing it. Or if you want, well, for you to be able to taste each woman, you would have to either come on you or we would have to swallow each load for that to happen. Right. Cause I was going to say like, I'm not going to be able to taste who was who. If you've got you in that you're tasting. Yeah. So we would have to tweak it. So that way that wouldn't happen. Now, is there any other scenarios that like you would use the communal property uh, kink in, like as far as you being the dominant? Um, I mean, I feel like I don't know if I would use it with you, but I feel like if I had a submissive, a male submissive, that I would make him definitely either give head to whoever whether it was to a woman or to a male. And also I would make him like 
fuck whatever I had available, which would be really cool to, you know, because I have this whole like goddess worship thing is if I could somehow manage to get a cock sleeve inside my pussy, that that would be the only thing that they could fuck was that and not my actual pussy. That was my idea. I know that was your idea because you saw it, but it would be really cool. But I know it probably won't happen for me because those things are pretty big. Yeah, but they're very like flimsy. Like you can squeeze them. Yeah, I I don't know how I could get it up in there, but it would be a cool idea to a submissive who is so, you know, I would be degrading him. Right, because he couldn't get your pussy. Right. He'd get the pocket pussy inside of your pussy. Right. (laughs) Right, which would be hilarious as fuck because, you know, he'd be like, oh, this feels so good. I'd be like, yeah, wouldn't that feel great if it was actually my pussy, but you don't deserve that. And you would be able to be there. We would kind of play like a little like cuckold thing where like you would fuck me instead after, you know, he gets to be in there with just the cock sleeve or pussy sleeve, not really cock sleeve. So now would you do the same for me where like if your girlfriend was having a bad night, You'd be like, go take care of her. I feel like I would. If she was like my close girlfriend and like, you know, she was single or she was in a a position where she would not get in trouble for that. I would totally be like, just go up there. He'll put a smile on your face. Well, it's mighty nice to you. (laughs) Here I am, you know, sharing you with my best friends and you're like, yeah, I don't know if I do that. wouldn't do it i'm just saying like if i'm close with her and like we have that kind of relationship then like yeah and also like if she has like a douchey boyfriend like i don't want like i don't want a drama you know yeah i mean so like if i know i think far into it if we take that away yes i'd be like go go take care of her because she needs you (laughs) okay i could definitely be down with that of course you would (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, that's going to be our show. Yeah. We're only like two minutes over. Oh, man. (laughs) So we're an hour and 12 minutes. Sorry, guys. All right, well, (laughs) we'll see you next week for episode 70. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Kitchen Sink E&M and Kink podcast. Please make sure to check out the people who support us, VJ's Hotspot, The Trendy Pineapple, and also Pandora's Resort. They are really awesome people, and they love and support the lifestyle just the way we do. So please make sure that you go and check them out. And if you'd like to find us on social media, you can find us pretty much everywhere at K-S-E-N-M and Kink Podcast. That's all the major socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Clapper, And also now we are moving away from OnlyFans and you can find all of our video and picture content at fansly.com slash K-S-E-N-M and kink podcast.